What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Don't Give Up Ship Podcast. This is a new series we're going to be doing through the platform, kind of like uh, Seeds of Triumph, but more more like a sub-series, less of an independent podcast, even though I'm giving it its own name, uh, because I don't want... I'm not, I'm not even going to do intro outros in the future. Um, this is all you're going to get from me on this series. I just thought after we introduced Seeds of Triumph, people were a little confused at what I was doing. So I just wanted to start the first episode with an intro explaining what I'm doing. So uh, Ariana, if you go back to the mini-me episode uh, that I did with her, she is a first-class petty officer, uh, leader from the Intel community, great human, uh, and very much uh, my style <laughs> of... of leader in the Navy. Uh, we have very similar outlooks on a lot of things. Um, I often joke with her, which is why I called that episode mini me is like, you're me like 10, 12, 15 years ago, something like that. Uh, probably not that probably like 10 years ago. Like she reminds me of me, uh, quite a bit. So it, uh, I'm definitely excited for the content she brings. She's fiery. She's passionate. She's very intelligent uh, and has a lot of very cool and interesting things to say, uh, and plans to address, leadership and being better very much the same vein as what i do here on don't give up shit podcast so that's kind of why we're doing it in this kind of pat this this way like where it's going to be like a series uh, it's going to be a regular series but it's going to be a series that's more like a this is a don't give up shit podcast episode sort of um i'm going to number hers independently so this is like trash panda talks one you know that kind of thing so you'll always see the the trash panda talks like stamp on it uh and when you see that you know it's ariana there's a chance i might be on one of the episodes but again it's only going to be her it's only going to be her perspective in the in the future you're not even going to hear my voice unless i'm a guest um so i i really hope you enjoy this one i'm getting really excited about all of the different perspectives we have inbound like uh doc's podcast is dropping soon the uh it's um doc's point of view you'll see the i mean i've got the websites up uh, like the pages up on the website for the the podcasts and you'll start to see it on social media and you start to see the episodes drop. So really excited to get all of the different perspectives and points of view so that you're not just hearing from me. Uh, and we're not, I mean, we're getting to the point where we're not just talking about leadership development either, even though I, you could loosely fit it under that umbrella. Um, like the mental health aspect of it through Seeds of Triumph and the the Doc's point of view through Doc's point of view, uh, very Corman-centric. And then for this, Ariana, like the fight uh, of a passionate first class that's not in the mess yet, but it hopes to be uh, and just wants to be a positive catalyst for change. Um, and it'll give you a glimpse into kind of like what my experience was like even because I was, I was her like 10, 12 years ago. So it's very cool. I'm very excited about it. More cool stuff to come. And I really hope you enjoy this. Check it out. Hey, real quick, if you can and you're willing to support us uh, in whatever way you can, we always really appreciate it. With the best ways to do that, go to patreon.com slash podcast. Pick a tier that's right for you and support us if you can. We would really appreciate you. Lots of really cool benefits there. Go check them out. Also, don't give up the ship apparel. It's dgutsapparel.com. Get yourself some naval pride and heritage gear you'll actually wear in public. We've got t-shirts, hoodies, 
all kinds of cool shower shoes, little like uh, drawstring bags, all kinds of cool stuff, a bunch of really cool custom stickers, and then the challenge coins and, and Don't Give Up the Shit podcast apparel is there as well. So please, if you can and you're willing to support us, go to those two places uh, and find whatever way works best for you. It's dgutsapparel.com and patreon.com slash dgutspodcast. Thank you. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Don't Give Up the Ship podcast. Spoiler alert, in case you didn't notice, I am not the normal D-Guts host, and that's because this is episode one of Trash Panda Talks. Uh, Trash Panda is a term we use affectionately for first-class petty officers, and I happen to be one of them. I'm hoping that this subseries will be a good platform for the junior sailor perspective. I think there's a lot to be said for the white hats and it's something that we need to use to help kind of bridge that gap in the in the us versus them as for me i'm a cti one i've been in the navy about 13 years and had some interesting times along the way uh for more of my history and experience um we talk more in the mini me episode that d guts and i did together but this series, this sub-series is, it's going to be for us, for the little guys, right? And that's what I'm hoping to help break down, which we'll get into later. But before that, I want to explain why I'm here. I have been the recipient of some pretty terrible leadership in my time, some really bad, some just not great. And that's from LPOs, chiefs, some divos, some triads. I've, I've faced a lot of poor leadership and I've suffered because of it. And I have invested so much of myself and devoted myself into making sure that I do everything in my power to never be that leader for another sailor. I want to be the leader that I always needed, and I would like to help encourage that in other sailors as well from the beginning. We don't have to wait until your first classes, chiefs, doesn't matter. It should be happening from day one. And as much as I struggled, I finally was fortunate enough to work with and work for a phenomenal chief. And I say chief in a general sense because this individual at the time was a senior chief. Now he's a master chief and he completely changed my life. It was very, very simple, but it meant honestly the, the world to me. All he did was treat me like a human being and cared about my well-being and my accomplishments and achievements enough to bring out in me what everyone else had stamped down from the beginning. And it only took one to completely change everything for me. The impact of leaders on today's Navy is everything. Every win, every positive thing, and every negative thing can be traced back to leadership, whether it's good or bad. And it's on all of us to make sure that we do whatever we can to be on the good side, on getting 
good results and I'm not hurting the sailors that make up our organization. So don't give up the ship, right? I know a lot of people understand the concept of this and and why it matters, but I wanted to be specific and and I'd like to read this article specifically because I don't know if it's ever been really explained on the podcast. But once you listen to a couple hundred episodes, sometimes they blend. So I'm going to read this. This is from the New York Historical Society by Miriam Tuba. It's called Don't Give Up the Ship. Such a challenge seems unheard of in modern warfare, but nearly a year into the War of 1812, Captain Philip Bowes Veer Broke of the British frigate Shannon wrote to Captain James Lawrence of the United States frigate Chesapeake, promising that their ships could duel outside of Boston without interference from any vessel. The ships could even sail out under a flag of truce. Choose your terms, but let us meet. To go to his subject, Broke went on to write that, after all, these single ship actions are all your little navy can accomplish. The statement stung on both ends because the small U.S. Navy had indeed won a series of stunning one-on-one actions against the Royal Navy. The 31-year-old Lawrence, commanding another vessel, the Hornet, had been one of those victors, feted as Captain Jim in New York and Philadelphia. In Captain Broke of the Shannon, Lawrence would find his match, as the ships were evenly gunned and manned. The Shannon, having plied the waters on routine patrol, was not much to look at, but her experienced crew was superbly trained in gunnery and its sighting equipment was state-of-the-art, having been supplied at Broke's own expense. Lawrence, a New Jersey native, had originally requested to remain near his pregnant wife, Julia, at his post at the New York Navy Yard, but was eager now for the glory. He set out at noon on June 1st, even before receiving Broke's written message, and here in his rushed hands ends his last letter, written to his brother-in-law. An English frigate is close in with the lighthouse, and we are now clearing ship for action. Should I be so unfortunate as to be taken off, I leave my wife and children to your care. With the added postscript, 10 a.m., the frigate is plain in sight from our deck, and we are now getting underway. There was a gallantry even in the way the ships approached each other, with the captains at first refusing to maneuver in the most advantageous manner. With the first gun, Lawrence had a white banner with the slogan, Free Trade and Sailors' Rights Run Up the Foremast. Once the broadsides began, however, the action was as bloody and desperate as battle can be. In the less than 15 minutes of fighting, 228 men were killed or wounded in the bloodiest frigate action of the War of 1812. The Shannon's gunnery did make the difference, inflicting enough initial damage on the Chesapeake's officers, gun crews, rigging, and maneuverability as to leave her vulnerable to the Shannon's men, who, as the ships collided, boarded right onto the quarterdeck. Captain Lawrence, standing conspicuously in full-dress uniform on deck, had seen the midshipmen serving alongside him killed instantly. He was already nursing a pistol ball in the leg when he received his fatal wound from the enemy's swivel gun in their main top. It was here that he gave repeatedly his famous command, Don't give up the ship. Fight her till she sinks. And tell them to fire faster. Don't give up the ship. Once helped below, lying on the surgeon's table and informed of the British sailors boarding above, he then called out, then blow her up. Blow the ship up. We've all heard the story. It's an extremely powerful line. Don't give up the ship. That's what this podcast represents. And to me, it represents the entire Navy. Don't give up the ship. Don't give up the Navy. We are in some rough times right now. People are getting out left and right that we need to hold on to. The priorities of a lot of people in the Navy, both higher ups and lower level, 
are not aligned and it is hurting us and the Navy of the future. And I will fight that with everything that I have. I will fight for the ship. I will not give up. I'm sure it was a line item on a PQS if you ever got a warfare pin, but the Navy's mission is maintain, train, and equip combat-ready naval forces capable of winning wars, deterring aggression, and maintaining freedom of the seas. And we cannot do that without the humans that make up this organization. We cannot win a war. We cannot deter aggression. We can't do anything if nobody will stay and do the work. And I know a lot of us want to blame the chief's mess or the khakis or whoever for the failures in the Navy. Don't get me wrong. There are definitely people who are responsible there, but we are more than that. There are over 343,000 sailors on active duty. And of those E6 and below are 75% of the force. There is a need for chiefs and officers. They have valuable jobs if they do them, but we are the fighting force. We are capable of winning wars. We are valuable members of this team and of this organization, and our action and inaction makes a difference. I know we want to say that all the higher-ups are responsible, but we have way more power than most people understand. And I'm not saying go out and create anarchy and have a coup of having the white hats take over. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying that we are valuable. Even if everyone treats you like you're not, you are. Unfortunately, a lot of other people and, and big people don't necessarily see it that way, which is pretty disappointing. Even in the Navigation Plan 2022 that was just, well, maybe not just released, but it's our most recent nav plan, of all the initiatives and all the focus areas, sailors are the very last item. And that blows my mind. Because there is no accomplishing a mission or meeting the commander's intent with no resource. You want to get a job done? You need somebody to do it. A lot of leadership in the Navy is confused about why sailors are unwilling to put in more than the bare minimum or ready to walk out the door as soon as they have the opportunity. They don't value the Navy because we don't value them. We treat them as being dispensable and then are shocked when they walk away and now it's time to replace them. And that has to change. And we can influence that change. I say we meaning everybody of any rank, but particularly the E6 and below, more often than not, we get stepped on and and we get our souls crushed when we try to voice the issues that exist or the processes that could be improved. We get treated as children. Well, you don't know anything. You're just a first class or you're just a seaman. How about you shut up in color and go turn a wrench like I told you to? And that is unacceptable. We cannot treat people that way and we should not allow people to treat us that way. I know that there are so many people of all ranks who want to see the Navy change for the better. And a lot of them talk about it with their peer group or have some 
little smoke pit talks or things like that. But it takes more than that. Don't get me wrong. It is great to have those conversations and have some intellectual conversation that might bring about ideas for change. But an idea is only an idea until it is put into action. We use the phrase of see something, say something. The bystander intervention. You see something dangerous in your work center, say something. You see somebody behaving in a way that does not align with the mission, say something. If you see that a team or division or a command is not doing business in the way that they should, say something. Be respectful, but speak up. It is our duty to do so. A lot of people are scared to ruffle feathers and piss off the wrong people. And I I get it. I understand. I have faced and dealt with actual reprisal that hurt my evals and is definitely going to hurt my chances of advancing to chief someday. But I did the right thing. The system didn't work the way that it should have, in my opinion, but I did the right thing. And there has been more than one occasion where I have had to do something uncomfortable because it was the right thing to do. Most of the time, the hard thing and the right thing are the same. But there are too many people out there who are kissing up to the wrong people and and bending over when somebody tells them to just because they want to make sure that they don't upset the man or someone's going to get them with their eval or, you know, they're going to have this punishment. And that's that's a real fear. But we cannot all live that way because if we all live in fear, no action is taken. And this just this cycle just perpetuates itself over and over and over again. Or you have people who aren't even afraid to speak up. They just don't care because they only care about themselves and their own advancement. If you want to advance, cool. But think about why. Why do you want a promotion? Is it more money? Is it some fancy khaki pants? Why do you want to advance to the next pay grade, whatever it is? And if the answer is not to have a bigger influence on improving the Navy and the life of the sailors, I think you should probably rethink that. We are taught to play the game. And obey the orders of those appointed over me. Sometimes those orders are in direct contradiction to our Navy Corps values, standing policy. Instead of playing the game and shaking hands and kissing babies to make yourself look good or to stay under the radar, there's another game you can play, and it's the Navy's game. We have more policies than I could ever ever hope to read on a lot of things that I didn't even know existed. But if you want to play a game, that is the game you play. If you focus on doing what is right for the Navy and for your team, what's right for the command, instead of what's good for you, you really can't go wrong. Forgive me because this is going to be a big, a big hoo lesson here. Um, But I'm not telling you to drink the Kool-Aid. I'm not telling you to conform or, you know, do what someone says just because they say to do it. There are valid Navy policies and guidance that directly support doing the right thing. And if the right thing is right for 
everyone and not just yourself and your eval and your awards or something to make you look good, you're right. And when you speak up and you get dumped on because you're just a, insert lower rank here, just know that there are tools available to you, resources that say you are doing the right thing and this is how we do business, right? We don't do business just because that's how we've always done it. We do business according to the Navy guidance. And if you have the policy to back you up, it is, it is very, very difficult for someone to come down on you. Don't get me wrong. There are some people out there who can make it happen. But for the most part, you have these tools and resources available to you from Big Navy. And Big Navy tends to win over some selfish, rude, toxic leader, person in a leadership position. The Navy core values. Everyone wants to make fun of Joe Navy or whatever it is. But let me tell you, those Navy core values, they are in support of the sailors. And if you abide by the Navy core values and you hold your team and your division, your command, your leadership accountable to these Navy core values, it's kind of hard to argue with. I'm about to read here. This is from the Signature Behaviors of the 21st Century Sailor version 2.0 from 2020. The Navy Corps values honor. Abide by an uncompromising code of integrity. Make honest recommendations to my seniors and peers and seek honest recommendations from junior personnel. Encourage new ideas. Courage is the value that gives me the moral and mental strength to do what is right with confidence and resolution, even in the face of temptation or adversity. Make decisions and act in the best interest of the Department of the Navy and the nation without regard to personal consequence. Commitment, the day-to-day duty of every man and woman in the Department of the Navy is to join together as a team to improve the quality of our work, our people, and ourselves. Always strive for positive change and personal improvement. It is our responsibility to speak up and say, hmm, this doesn't seem right. Or this is definitely wrong and is directly directly contributing to our suicide rates or our low manning or our attrition or whatever side effect that this feeds into. It's okay to say that. It's okay to call attention to the problems that we have. And you should. We all should. This culture of excellence initiative, to be honest, I am not a fan of the ridiculous number of programs and policies that exist in the Navy that tell us how we should do a thing or that this program exists to explain something. There's way too many policies and way too many programs that are impossible to keep track of all of them. And it leads to a lot of confusion and a lot of misaligned behavior. But this culture of excellence, I like this one. There's a lot to it that might be a little much, but it explicitly states that this is everyone's responsibility to make the Navy a better place. 
in big bold letters here on their pamphlet it says, I am a sailor. We are a team. This is our Navy. You know, people say, you're not good enough to be in my Navy. Well, you're one person. There's 343,000 sailors. You don't get to decide what's your Navy. This is our Navy. And we are allowed to say, we want it to be better for us and for the future generation that is to come. And if you are scared to bring up some of the issues that you see or to address senior leaders of the problems that are feeding into a poisonous culture within your command, just know that everyone in the Navy and the higher ranks is supporting you in improving our force. The charge of command from 2022 when Admiral Gilday took over as CNO, first of all, it has an opening quote from John Paul Jones, which I love, so of course I will read. I wish to have no connection with any ship that does not sail fast, for I intend to go in harm's way. It seems to be a law of nature, inflexible and inexorable, that those who will not risk cannot win. In this letter that CNO gives to all commanding officers, that's what this is, the charge of command, there's a few notes that I think are very important. Acknowledge the value of every sailor and civilian. Always do the right thing, especially when it is hard. We have no room for complacency. Lead your team in get real, get better, behavior and problem solving, our self-assessing, self-correcting and learning culture. Strategic competition requires every organization to improve, to thoughtfully experiment, to learn and get better every day. Identify specific barriers constraining performance improvement or mission accomplishment. Embrace thoughtful risk-taking and experimentation to learn and improve. Press forward with great passion and conviction. I don't care if you're Seaman Timmy or if you're Captain or Admiral Schmuckatelli. This applies to all of us. Always do the right thing, especially when it is hard. Trust me, it is hard to be the one, the only one to say, this is not okay. This is not good practice. This is bad for the sailor and bad for your CO to do business in this way. It's, it's not a comfortable conversation to have. And a lot of people will try to convince you to back down, to save yourself. Don't rock the boat. What could they do to your eval? What could they do to your work environment? They can make your life miserable. And that may be true. Sometimes, sometimes the bad guys win. I'm not going to lie. But if we all stand up for what is right, with the CNO at our back, telling his commanding officers that this is their charge, and we understand what that is, and that it even exists, we're heading in the right direction. We have his support at our back. And not only the CNO, but the MCPON as well. So in the mission, vision, and guiding principles, there's only two lines that I'll read here. Drive towards the best possible outcome while staying aligned to leadership and connected with sailors. 
Chiefs recognize and engage at the point of friction to ensure mission success. So let's say you are that sailor who has this bright idea or is calling attention to a problem that exists and you are faced with friction. Ideally, your chief will step in and take that fight for you, ideally. But it doesn't always happen. The good news is, is that you may not have met them yet, but there are some really good chiefs out there who will fight that battle for you, even if they don't know you, because they know it's the right thing to do for the sailors. All sailors and not just one. In that charge of command from the CNO, it mentions get real, get better. This is a program that recently came out in the last two years, I think. And a lot of people don't know what it is. I think the reason that a lot of people don't know what it is is because senior leadership is not telling them about it. It was initially rolled out only to, you know, very higher up TICOM level-ish executive leadership, and it's slowly trickled down a little. Um, But it's, again, one of those 10 million programs that exist, but this one is good. I'll read here. This is from the 2022 Get Real, Get Better Accelerating Warfighter Advantage. The North Star to achieve our full potential, maximize readiness for combat by training, educating, and incentivizing leaders to build and empower teams that self-correct, self-assess, solve problems, and learn better than any potential adversary. And it is the responsibility of all leaders to self-correct, self-assess, look at your self first. Look at your division. Look at your command and say, what is wrong here? And how do we make it better? And you have to be brutally honest in that assessment. I know for myself, I have plenty of flaws. And one of my, one of my biggest flaws is I am extremely aggressive. That's a word that's used a lot. Um, I like to believe that I am passionate, but that's just an excuse. I know I've, I've assessed and seen and, and definitely witnessed the negative reaction of my aggression that sometimes it hurts me and my end state to be so aggressive. And sometimes I need to watch my tone, watch my face, which I mean, my face says a lot and I have to be aware of these things and my emotional reaction to things because it can block out every word that I say when my tone is attacking and I know that it hurts me and it gets in my way. There's a time and there's a place for that level of passion, but you can't be that abrasive all the time. It is, it's not received. And, and I know that. I still struggle with it every day and a lot of the times I fail, but it's, it's our responsibility to identify those areas of improvement, right? Here's your midterm term areas of improvement, right? Our weaknesses, they are, they're weaknesses. We're not supposed to call them that, but we have weaknesses and we need to identify them so that we can address them and be honest about it. That get real, get better But this letter here, this is from the MCPON that was at the beginning. It says, Our enlisted sailors remain our greatest asymmetric advantage 
and your role in operating, maintaining, troubleshooting, and repairing our warfighting systems during this era of great power competition could not be more important. Your integrity, initiative, toughness, and technical expertise are crucial to ensuring your command's capability to conduct prompt and sustained naval combat when called upon. Our Navy Corps values of honor, courage, and commitment have been the bedrock for our way of life and the foundation of integrated American naval power. These core values, coupled with our Navy ethos, must be applied in our daily behaviors, both on and off duty, with a sense of service to others before self. Be the role models for others. Reflect our core values during interactions with fellow shipmates and hold each other accountable when we are at risk of falling short. I know a lot of people think that these are just fancy letters to the forces or to the sailors to make them feel valued, but you are valued. If it's not clear by all these things that exist of every sailor is a recruiter, let's give you a flock if you get somebody in or all the incentives that they are pushing to try to retain sailors, they know that they need us. They may not understand how to keep us. Probably, maybe, because it's not being communicated or articulated clearly in a measurable way that they can address. But the most senior leaders really give a crap about the sailors that make up this organization. And I, I want you to keep that in mind when you are fighting the good fight, and being the only person standing up for what is right. Because that is the expectation of the people who are in charge of all of us. You might have a khaki coming down on you for something. Well, there's some bigger khakis on our side. Now, this has been updated since it first came out, but I still think it is super valuable. And I share this all of this, honestly, all this is a lot of instructions and reading and yeah, that's maybe boring. I don't want it to be death by PowerPoint, but it's important to know that these are expected of us, all sailors of all ranks. And so if you identify a situation where even your someone senior to you is missing the mark, at least you'll know, you'll identify that this is what is expected Why are we not here? And it's important to know the standards of which your leadership is held to. These policies exist to help us identify those. So signature behaviors were developed in conjunction with the Secretary of the Navy's 21st Century Sailor Initiative as a means to emphasize the positive and honorable behavior that our sailors exhibit on a daily basis. Side note, a lot of these sailors don't exhibit these traits, but we all need to up and down the chain of command. Signature behaviors look beyond the programs and policies to bring us back to the very foundation of our heritage, our sailors. Signature behaviors establish acceptable behaviors and bring to the deck plates what we expect of our sailors, as well as what our sailors should expect from their leaders and the organization, which is the United States Navy as a whole. That's powerful. And a lot of people don't even know that this exists. Core attributes. Our actions must always reflect our core values of honor, courage, commitment. And four core attributes define our professional identity 
and serve as guiding criteria for our decisions and actions. The attributes are integrity. Our conduct must always be upright and honorable. Our behaviors as individuals, as teams, as an organization must align with our values as a profession. Accountability. We are a mission-focused force. We achieve and maintain high standards. Initiative. And I'll read this entire block because it's important. We strive to accomplish what needs to be done, even in the absence of direct orders. Leaders at all levels take ownership and act to the limit of their authorities. We foster a questioning attitude and we encourage everyone to look at new ideas with an open mind. Our most junior teammate may have the best idea. We must be open to capturing and implementing that idea. And toughness. We don't give up the ship. We never give up on our shipmates and we never give up on ourselves. We are never out of the fight. I don't know why these aren't the core values, to be honest. But I love that they put not just the word, right? Integrity, accountability. And we get to have somebody make up what that means at an all-hands training event. They explicitly state what their expectation is. But that initiative piece, there's your support. You're getting shut down for trying to bring better ideas or better processes. Maybe have a conversation with whoever's shutting you down with initiative and how valuable it is to the Navy as a whole. It may seem excessive that I am so invested in these policies and programs that exist, but this is used to support you, to protect you, and honestly, just to to teach you and help you develop. You can't do the thing if you don't know what the thing is. You can't set a standard and hold someone to the standard if you don't know what that thing is. I personally have been in conflict with some senior leaders within my own chain of command before where I was trying to bring to light something that would be beneficial to the sailors and to the command in the bigger picture. And instead, I was met with a threat of punishment because I did not just simply obey. I was told that by multiple people in the chain of command that we know that this is wrong and it doesn't make sense and it's not the best process, but this is what we were told to do and so we're just going to do it. I was told to pick my battles and play the game to earn favor so that later we could fight the good fight and tackle these issues together. I was told to behave myself and do what I was told, even though it was directly against policy, at least until selection boards were over. Because there was a leader that was concerned with their own advancement instead of what was right for the Navy. 
I have been threatened with captain's mast. I have been vaguely threatened with some unknown punishment of how uncomfortable my time would be if I chose not to do what I was told. And so many people told me, even people who agreed with me, told me to shut up and color. That it wasn't worth risking my career. That it wasn't worth risking making myself look bad. It wasn't worth whatever blowback might come by pissing off the people who sign our evals or who make decisions or put people into collaterals and leadership positions and whatever. These people make the decisions and I was being stupid to rock the boat. And that is heartbreaking and disgusting to be so concerned with looking good than being good to know what is right and and intentionally not address it to protect yourself despite the hundreds or thousands of sailors that could be negatively affected by whatever this thing may be the excuse of which a lot of people have tried to justify this to me is if you want to be a chief You have to abide by the norms. You need to play the game. Because then once you make chief, then you can influence change. Then you have power. Then you can do something about it. But you have to be a good little girl so you can become a chief. If I have to be on the wrong side of things to become a chief, I don't want to do it. I don't want to get into that club if that is the kind of club I would walk into. And I don't know, because I'm not there, obviously. But I will never do anything that will be a benefit to me, but be a detriment to the sailors around me. Because it's happened to me. If it's not already obvious, um, this is something I'm very aggressive and passionate about. Because I think it matters. And we are losing amazing, talented people who would be phenomenal leaders every day because there are more people out there too scared to just speak up. And I honestly believe that we are the majority. The people who care, the people that want to fight back, we are the majority. I've had to go against so many people that were not in line with the Navy's mission, the Navy core values, those core attributes. And I use these instructions, policies as a, as a weapon. Because if, if Admiral Gilday says that this is what we're supposed to do, should we really be engaging in behavior that is not in accordance with this? A lot of people think that the Navy core values just exist. Uh, And that there's no real definition of them or expectation of how they feed into the rest of our day-to-day. But it's here. And, And it can be used to influence positive change and hold accountable things and people that are not supportive of that positive change. And so I suck this stuff up. And the newer guidance that was put out with this February 2023 update 
get real, get better behaviors, build learning teams, encourage learning through trust and respect, fix or elevate barriers, meaning if you're the LPO and Seaman Schmuckatelli comes to you and says, hey, I'm having an issue with something, and you say, too bad, that's just how we do it here, you're wrong. You either fix that barrier or you elevate it if you do not have the power to fix it and so on and so forth. It is our duty to do so. Act transparently and align on standards and goals. Understand the standards and goals you or your team are working towards. If you're unsure, act transparently and seek clarity. Do not assume. Find the reference, read the reference, follow the reference. Find and embrace the red. My favorite part. The red are those areas where we are not meeting standards or goals or progressing to desired outcomes. We must be curious and exercise extreme ownership in identifying areas for improvement. Have the courage to shine a light on where you fall short. Embrace both your obligation to speak up and the opportunity to get better. Foster an environment that inspires others and has open and honest conversations that encourage everyone to get better. Use proven problem-solving methods. Get to the problem's root cause and move beyond symptoms. Focus on what matters most in fixing your problem and put solutions in place that will last beyond your tenure, which is arguably what this entire DGUTS podcast is about. Everything can be pointed back to leadership, which is kind of hard to address in this particular sense of get to the problem's root cause. We know the root cause. It's poor leadership. Incompetent leadership. Leadership that has not been adequately prepared or equipped or trained to carry out the mission. But the solution is not as easy as identifying that problem. Encourage learning through trust and respect. Model humility and be authentic. Build learning teams by encouraging others to speak up and share their ideas and then act on these ideas. I don't care what your rank is. If you have the ability and the power to act, do it. Even if it's not popular, seize absolute ownership of your assigned mission. Resolve situations when there is no clear leader. Be the leader and step in to address the good And the bad. I know it may seem aggressive and over the top and probably more than a little hoo-yah, but I am just sick of it. Day after day, watching sailors, particularly junior sailors, but even the chiefs and officers that want the improvement, and just watching them get crushed. I cannot do it. I cannot just sit by and watch us run the Navy into the ground. There will not be a Navy left if we keep it up this way. I don't know how to get people to address it and do something about it. Because everyone knows it's a problem. Everybody. I don't care who you are or what your rank is. You know that the Navy has a lot of programs and processes and people that are broken. The people who are encouraging you to follow along or discouraging you from doing the right thing, I promise you they are not as powerful as they think they are. 
We are a mighty force and a force to be reckoned with, especially if you are on the side of right and you have the Navy on your side. Don't let somebody shut you down. Don't let anyone tell you that you can't do anything. You don't have the power. You're just a first class or you're just a seaman. Tell them that they're just a human being that's standing in your way. We can do this. We don't need anybody's permission to do the right thing. There should be no fear of retaliation of doing the right thing. And if that does exist, if that exists, address that as well. We have a cultural problem. So many things are just broken. And we cannot be scared. We should not be scared of trying to make it better. If you have the best interest of the Navy at heart and not CTI 1's eval, you're doing the right thing. No matter what they tell you. Sometimes the things that we want to see be put into place or taken out aren't always possible. But you don't know that unless you try. It's my last little bit of hoo here, but the Sailor's Creed was made for a reason in these specific words. And the one that I love is, I represent the fighting spirit of the Navy. Fight me. That's why you wanted me, right? You wanted me to be in your Navy to fight for the Navy. Well, surprise, that's what I'm doing. That's exactly what I'm doing. And that's what I will continue to do every day. The 343,000 sailors that we have from E1 to O10, all of them. I don't want just good things for me or for the first classes or just for the white hats. It's not an us versus them. It's us, the Navy, versus anything that stands in our way of a successful organization. And if we can embrace that mentality and act on it, because I think a lot of us do have that mentality, I can't even imagine what would happen. I encourage you to please don't be afraid to stand up for what is right. Even if you are standing alone, it's scary and it's uncomfortable and it sucks sometimes. To be the only one. But if you're on the side of right. It is so hard to be wrong. Take that fighting spirit of the Navy. Fight. Win. Do something before there's nothing left to fight for. I know it's a really cheesy quote you'd see on a bumper sticker. But it's true. A smooth sea never made a skilled sailor. Go out there in some rough seas. We can do more than we even know. You can do more than you even know. And we need you to. I know that was a lot, especially for a first episode, but I hope you enjoyed it and I had fun. Thank you so much for listening and don't give up the ship. Hey, shout out to our level five patrons, Victoria Livingood and William McIver. We really appreciate you, all our other patrons. You're enabling us to do this thing and your support means everything. Thank you so much.